Baseball is back in action for the Nationals. We will talk about projected lineups and who will be pitching and what rule changes to look for in 2024. I'll discuss next on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. Welcome in to this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, part of the Belief Podcast Network. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at TalkNats. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to BetOnline today and become part of the team and remember to use promo code believe that's promo code b-l-e-a-v for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online the game starts here so in this edition of the talk nats podcast we're talking preseason baseball and i like it i like that uh, baseball is back and to see what the Nationals have in the tank. We'll talk about some of the rule changes and projected lineups and pitching. And uh, not to read too much into it, as this is only preseason baseball. And I know that oftentimes, you know, people will say, well, this guy was batting here or batting there. And that is the way that it's going to be during the regular season. Listen, we don't even know who is going to crack the opening roster so let's not get ahead of ourselves the Nats prepare to get going in some preseason action today but before the first pitch is thrown there have been some changes to the rules and some of those uh, make sense to me Uh, there's not a whole lot of them like I don't know what they were thinking here but one of the biggest things here is that infielders for the first time are no longer allowed to block the base with a knee or other body parts runners must be given a clear path to the base base just as they're allowed at the plate and that's not too surprising if we remember back in time where the catcher used to be able to block home plate and that led to all sorts of injuries with either the runner or the catcher that this kind of just continues with that uh, so that you don't have a shortstop getting injured, you don't have a base runner getting injured, something of that nature. So you have to allow a clear path. And of course, that also makes it better for the runner as well. We can't block the base, Martinez said. So we're teaching these guys to get to the base as quick as they can to straddle the base a little bit because it will be called obstruction. So we're, we're working on that today. This was Friday. They all seem to do well with it. And there's been a lot to digest and adapt to in baseball. And it's funny, when you take a look at baseball, it is a sport that has been unchanged in a lot of ways, or it was, I should say, for quite a few years. But you're starting to see more and more changes take place as time goes along. Uh, We take a look at the implementation of the pitch clock and the rules that I just discussed there, that baseball, even though it's been around for a long time, is ever evolving. Uh, Talking about the the infielder here, before middle infielder would position himself on top of second base when a runner was attempting a steal, then drop a knee in front of the bag 
as he received the ball, leaving the runner with a no-clear path. That isn't allowed anymore, even if the throw takes the fielder into the runner. So you're going to have to be on top of your game. You're not going to be able to block the runner and the runner, you know, you're going to have to not try to take out the field or you're just going to have to slide directly at the base. Um, it kind of takes a little bit of, you know, the positioning out of it. It kind of takes, you know, some of the advantage away from the fielder as well. And uh, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, what they're trying to do is just to simply mitigate injury. And I think that's a good thing. We're trying to teach the guys first to catch the ball, Martinez says. And if you can make the play, make the tag. That's great. You better make a good throw. We've been talking about to our catchers about if they got to make good throws. They have to make good throws. And uh, one of the interesting things that I was reading is that Kbert Ruiz, too, he's working on his game, uh, that he is adding throwing a softball uh, into his practice routine, or he did in the offseason, to help you know, pick up the velocity on a baseball when he's trying to throw out a runner at second, uh, third, or, you know, ostensibly first base. So uh, it is a challenge for pitchers. It's going to, or excuse me, catchers. It's going to be a challenge for fielders as well. Conversely, the base runner must also refine who the slide is directly into the base. There's no need to slide around the corners. We'll also get a glimpse as to how the 2024 lineup will be constructed. But keep in mind, nothing is set in stone. Uh, there are some big name names in camp already. We've seen Dylan Cruz, James Wood. Uh, we're going to see Cade Cavalli, uh, the premier future players of the Nationals. Some will be on the roster sooner than others. Uh, what we can safely assume is that C.J. Abrams will lead off and Lane Thomas will bat second. And then from there, it's a little bit more murky as to um, how that will go. I mean, like I talked about in the show, nothing is set in stone. So I think it's important not to read too much into it. This spring, we'll toy around a little bit with it, Martina says. But it can go so many different ways. We'll see how it works out. We could do something against lefties. We could do something against righties. But it's nice to have options. It's nice to have a couple of guys in the middle of our lineup who can drive the ball and hit a three-run homer. A little bit of power would be exactly what the doctor ordered for the Nationals. As you know, they were not exactly leading the league in homers. So that would be a big thing as well. Uh, talking about, you know, down from there, what will the lineup look like, um, you know, once we get past the first and second, if we take a look at it, it was a bit of a different difference last season when Jamer Candelario uh, was dealt at the trade deadline, and that put Ruiz into more of a, pro a prime spot. Um, so is that where he is going to be in? Is he going to be in more of a prime spot, a power spot? Then again, he was one of the best hitters in the league with runners in scoring posi position, Excuse me, suggesting he's an ideal candidate to remain the number three or number four batter, writes Masson. Uh, I'm not afraid to put him back at the top of the order. He's a switch hitter and have guys hit behind him, Martina said. He's going to hit three, four, five, maybe six this spring. We'll see how it works out. Again, that's what we're talking about. Nothing set in stone. Getting different looks to see what works. Throw it at the wall. See if it sticks. It's spring training baseball. This is the perfect time to see what works. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about the projected pitchers who will be in and who will be out. It's going to be interesting. There's going to be quite a few starters just here within the first couple games. What is the thought process behind that? I'll discuss coming up. 
All right, welcome back into this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network, talking Nationals baseball as they prepare to take action today and talking about pitching here. The Nats will get a look at quite a few different pitchers this weekend, including quite a few starters uh, to see what they have in the tank, to you know get them more innings, more reps. This is a team that uh, is trying to hit the ground running and having great pitching in place. Patrick Corbin gets the start on Saturday because, well, why not? And we'll get a look at Jackson Rutledge and Johanna Doan, and hopefully they can eat up enough innings. Talking about Patrick Corbin, for me, I will just be happy when we move on past the Patrick Corbin era. Again, to summarize, Patrick Corbin on the Nationals. Uh, inconsistent. He's shown flashes of greatness, but ultimately I will be happy when the Nationals can finally rid themselves of Patrick Corbin. Talking about who else will potentially be in the game, Jordan Weems, uh, Richard Blair, DJ Herz, and Robert Selman. Uh, then talking about Sunday, Mackenzie Gore gets the start Sunday. Gore will be followed by projected opening day rotation member Jake Irvin. Uh, so excited. I want to see Mackenzie Gore's game. What kind of improvements has he made over the offseason? Uh, what do we know about Mackenzie Gore? He is the guy that overthinks things a little bit too much. And also Jake Irvin. Jake Irvin will be in action. Uh, again, a pleasant surprise for me, Jake Irvin, that you know he was on this team last year and there were points that I thought he played very, very well. What kind of Jake Irvin will the Nationals have uh, next in this coming season here? There is a lot of faith. There's a lot of hope being put in this young pitching staff as they did not go out and acquire any big name starting pitcher, despite the fact that Mike Rizzo said that he was going to do that. Then after that, they will go to the relievers, Kyle Finnegan, Hunter Harvey, Amos Willingham, Joe LaSorsa, and Luis Perdomo. Um, and some of those names, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not that familiar with. I'm, uh, of course, uh, familiar with Kyle Finnegan and Hunter Harvey. But as we go down there, uh, Joe LaSorsa and Luis Perdomo, not as familiar. So that's what it's part, you know, for me is just familiarizing myself. Uh, with the different pitchers to see who pops. I mean, there's always the possibility that there could be a pitcher, there could be a position player that really surprises. I cover the Capitals for Locked On Capitals, and oftentimes there are players that surprise me in camp. You want to talk about Alexei Protus, if you're a Nationals fan, or excuse me, a Capitals fan a couple years ago, played so well in the preseason, they couldn't send him down. Same thing for the Nationals here. If there's a player that pops in, in uh, the preseason, it's always possible. So Davey Martinez is talking about, so why so many starters? We've done it in the past where they only went one inning, Martinez says, but the reason for giving them all two innings now is that they've been so stretched out already. They're already built up to 45 to 50 pitches in the bullpen. So we thought it would be good to do it this way. Just let them go face some hitters and get two innings and 35 pitches. You know, and that's what it's about, seeing what they have in the tank, it's preseason, not to read too much into this. It's not like we're talking about this is what's going to happen in game one of the regular season. Let's see what they have. Let's get them some real-world reps against some opposing batters, potentially some of the best batters for the Astros today or some of their young and up-and-coming talent. This is what it's all about for the Nationals is to just – try to defy odds. I know that a lot of people have written off this team before the first pitch has even been thrown, but uh, it's about assessment. This is going to be an assessment, uh, an assessment season for the Nationals to see what they have, 
we know what they have in the future. We know that there's James Wood and Dylan Cruz and, and Brady House. That is the future faces of the team. But there's a lot of question marks and there's a lot of band-aids on this team to see does that person fit into the long-term plans of this team or are they simply just a stopgap. That is what is key about spring training. Not so much reading into um, you know, who's getting the win or the loss or who's batting here. And also it's going to kind of translate a little bit over into the regular season as that is what I am going to dub the 2024 season for the Nationals as the season of assessment. Uh, are we going to see Dylan Cruz and at what point during the season is there the chance that Brady House just blows up and takes over the third base position so many questions that I hope are answered in spring training and if not in spring training at some point in the 2024 season listen I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast part of the Believe Podcast Network and I'll talk to you again next time